Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's Mortgage Mentor. With more than 30 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings, you'll learn to take your mortgage practice to new heights. Certified Mortgage Planner and CEO of KineticSparkConsulting.com. Here is Jennifer Duplessis. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis, and I thank you again for listening in to our podcast. I'm so excited today because we have, um, I have with me, the CEO of the company that I work for, which is Apex Home Loans, Craig Strent. So, Craig, welcome. Hello. Um, well, thanks for taking the time to do this. I really, really appreciate it. Um, today, what we wanted to talk about is um, what Apex calls Apex in Action. And really what, what this is about is talking about the charity re- giving and the paying forward and the returning and, and how you can make that something that an entire company does. Now, this is part one of a two-part series, so we'll be releasing the second part here in a couple of weeks. But... Um, and that will be more directed as to what a loan officer could do individually. I'd like to talk today about what you have done with your company um, to, or our company, to make sure that that uh, we're giving back and that it's recognized in the community. Now, before I do that, Craig, I would love for you to tell everybody since you are. Well, gosh, I, you know, I know you're in the top 200 for 2015. I don't remember what number you are. You're pretty far up there, uh, but. Uh-huh. What number do you remember? Uh, one fifty-three. So not that, go. not that, not that far up. That well, hey, it's still in the top two hundred. So congratulations. Thank you. Um, so tell us, tell us how you got started in the mortgage business. Take take us on a little journey of where where you started and where you you know how it's become what it has become now. Well, I graduated college in nineteen ninety four, and it was one of the worst job markets in many years at that time, and. Uh, I kind of floated through uh, a job before the mortgage business, but within within six months of graduating from school, um, a colleague of mine who had who had been uh, started a mortgage company some years back uh, brought me over to give it a try, and I started out doing uh, subprime uh, direct marketing. So I was basically following up on telemarketing leads and that kind of thing um, from mailers and other sources. And it really taught me the benefit of, of the value of persistence and staying on top of, of leads and, and just following up, following up, following up and how important that was. And that's a skill that kind of continues to stay with me. Um, so that was really important. Uh, it was a great way to learn. Within three years, uh, I had uh, left that company and, and started Apex Home Loans in 1998. Wow, and so so uh, yeah, so you started Apex with um, Eric. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Eric Gates, and then and then uh, so how did how did Apex become the big company that it is today? I mean, because we're just a, we're a nice, great, good sized regional company that does great work and has a great reputation. Well, just strong, slow, steady growth. And as you know, we've got a a brick wall here that we add to regularly uh, when we have major accomplishments. And our goal has always been to build a company uh, slowly 
and on a solid foundation. And that's why we've been able to make it through some difficult markets. Uh, just at the very beginning, we had the Asian liquidity crisis right around 99, 2000, and that changed the landscape of mortgages. We obviously know that 07, 08, and 09 were major changes in the mortgage landscape. And there's been a lot of, a lot of ups and downs. Um, but by having a solid foundation and by building a, a referral-based business, where we, where we do well by doing good and we're honest with our clients and they come back to us again and again and, and refer their friends, we've been able to sustain our growth uh, throughout. So the two-people company, two-person company that we started in 1998, as you know now, is about 90 people strong uh, with, uh, with six branches, with six branches in, uh, in several states uh, in the Mid-Atlantic. That's awesome. So tell, me, uh, tell us a little bit about your business as well, because here you are, the CEO of our company and an active producer. And so tell us a little bit about about that and how you can get it done, because one of the things that we talk about on this podcast is getting it all done. You know, how do you not only be an unbelievable producer, but also run a company? Well, no one gets it done as well as you, Jennifer. Um, <laughs> you're, you're the example of amazing time blocking and time management and all that. I, I try to do those things. Um, I try to group tasks together. I try to work categories in my emails so that I don't become a slave to my inbox and, and work reactively all day. I try to spend my day on offense rather than defense. And I typically try to break my day up into time in which I'm going to be prospecting as a loan officer, time in which I'm going to be helping the company with the marketing and training, and then time in which I might spend a little time uh, working as, as the owner of the company. So I try to break it out, and I try to block tasks in specific periods of time. doesn't always work that way. As you know, as a loan originator, you can sometimes get caught reacting to things. Um, but, but I've built a team here uh, on the loan origination side that's really taken over a lot of the reactive responsibilities that come with being a loan officer. And that, that has allowed me the freedom to uh, work on the company uh, more so than in it. Right. So what's your favorite thing about this business? I really love the marketing end of things. I love thinking up new ways to get the phone to ring. I love coming up with ideas um, for how to develop new business, how to find people that can send business. Uh, my niche is financial advisors, so I really enjoy working with financial advisors and educating them and their clients on how the mortgage fits into the financial plan. It's a really underserved part of our market. Um, and I find that there's so much incorrect information out there that homeowners have about how to structure their mortgage. So I really do get enjoyment out of um, giving them the information they need to make a really good financial decision. Right, right. And I agree with you. We've, we've talked about the gospel of Google, um, <laughs> you know, and how everyone says whatever is on Google is the truth. And, and so that's really sort of a mission. So, all right. So, well, thank you for sharing all of that. I really appreciate it. Tell me how, how you started getting involved in charity. And you may have been involved, I'm sure, personally and, and felt compelled to, you know, take it on a grander scale. But kind of tell us how you got started with that in case there's someone who's listening and, and wants to start this in their company. Well, your company's never too small. So don't think, oh, we're just a small broker. We can't make a difference. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that's the case. I mean, even way back when, when uh, Apex had only four or five employees, uh, back then we had our own golf outing to benefit Habitat for Humanity. And we use that to take over a public course and bring a lot of our referral and business partners out to the course and invite our clients to bring foursomes. We raised a few thousand dollars, just a small company for Habitat for Humanity. So we've always, we've always had a, um, we've always had a focus around that, uh, and have enjoyed doing it. Um, 
as the company has grown, we wanted to find ways where we can, you know, uh, have some opportunities to spend some time together doing something fun beyond the happy hour or something. And so we started volunteering and, and providing volunteer opportunities for our for our group, whether we're making lunches for middle school kids to have over the weekends or whether we're um, uh, making blankets for young children in the in the hospital, uh, whether we're uh, collecting food at Thanksgiving, whether we're collecting coats over the winter to give out. We're always doing something. There's always some kind of drive or volunteer going on. In fact, just today, we uh, we had about a dozen folks out at uh, local middle school for junior achievement called JA in a Day, teaching personal finance to middle school kids. So um, these are just great opportunities. And if you're the owner of a company, one of the ways you want to do that is one set a goal, and then incent the people in the company to to do it. And one of the ways you can do that is allow them to do volunteer opportunities during regular business hours, so they don't have to take their additional personal time for it. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really good, and I, you know, I think it becomes, um, I think it becomes really great when it becomes uh, something for everybody. Because I remember when I first joined the company, the, one of the first things I heard was another loan officer saying, "Hey, I have a little secondary drive here, a diaper drive mm-hmm. um, that we that we did for you know homeless mothers and and having diapers and stuff." So I, I think it's great that you are always um, welcoming other suggestions, you know, outside of just what the company is doing as, as a whole, but allowing loan officers to bring something that's passionate to them to the company to then um, bring on, you know, as, as the company um, sees fit to do that. Can you talk a little bit about um, the hours, the goal, the goal of when you said set a goal, I think I want, I just want you to be more specific about what do you mean a goal? Is it a goal to do five things? Is it a goal to do a certain amount of hours, which I yeah. know the answer. I think you could do it any way you want. I mean, we, we've set some hours goals. I don't think you have to go that way. I mean, you can set other goals of, of you could set monetary goals. You know, we have a, we have a, a program here that's completely voluntary, but uh, it's a payroll deduction program where you can give as, as little as a dollar every other payroll pay period to a local chat. So we just want to encourage our people to be active and involved. And that doesn't have to just be service programs. We want them uh, to be coaching in the community, part of their homeowners association boards, uh, teaching in Sunday school and other places. So we just want, we really like them to be active and out. And when they are, by the way, we like them to wear their Apex gear. We've got some Apex in action t-shirts and fleeces and so on. And if people uh, take photos of themselves and post it on our Facebook page, we give them additional little uh, rewards for doing that kind of thing when they're at, when they're volunteering. So we just want to, we really want to have a culture of doing well by doing good, by being involved in the community. We talk a lot about the fact that we're a large independent mortgage banking firm, the largest in our county. And, you know, we live here, we work here, and we're homeowners too. Right. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think that, you know, I, again, it, it was one of the things that attracted me to your company was um, the fact because I'm such a so much of a uh, philanthropist. It was something that attracted me to the company to say, gosh, you know, all these wonderful things. And then this. Right. You know, it's just icing on the cake for anybody who wants, you know, to participate or has passion, you know, for something. What has been some of the feedback that you've gotten from the employees individually about about? <laughs> that other than this feedback I just gave you <laughs> people like people like the volunteer non-pressure way of doing it so you know people don't want to be told to go do this or go do that or volunteer for this or give money to that but what they like is that we create opportunities uh, within the office and without and outside of the office that that if they want to take advantage of they can it's totally up to them but they like that there's opportunities available to them and they do like that they can do it again during regular business hours so they're not taking away from their personal or family time 
Right. I like that too. I, I think that's really important, um, you know, because uh, it, again, it, it builds some teamwork because if the team, you know, if, if a handful of people from different departments, hopefully not the whole closing department, right, goes all at the same time. But, you know, when people come from different, go uh, from different departments, departments can go to these events together. That really starts creating a bigger, a better bond outside of the office and not the traditional mortgage lending, happy hour, drink fest. Um, but, you know, really starts creating some great bonds with the people so that they actually work better together. Wouldn't you agree? And the productivity as a result is, is better. Absolutely. I think you've got to mix in some of these types of events. You can't just have, as you said, happy hours are great and they help bond as well, but you've got to have other things where we can work together on a common goal that might not be work-related. Right. Right. I understand. Okay. Is there anything that you'd like to add about give charity, about giving back, about giving to... The community. What, what's been the benefit from a monetary standpoint? Um, uh, from you know, the, we got the fuzzy side. Now, what really does hard. it really do? It's really hard to quantify. I mean, it depends what you're doing. For example, you know, I sit on a number of nonprofit boards. Um, I don't do that for business. I do it because I like the organization. But does business come out of it? Sure. So you know, people, people, it, it, when you're doing these types of things, you're meeting a lot of other people. And as we know, the mortgage business is a numbers game and a contact sport. So you're making, you're meeting new people. You're making new contacts. They're getting to see that you're a good person. At the end of the day, people buy from people they like. And we know that almost everybody either wants to own a home or, or already owns a home and wants to save money on their mortgage. So you're just putting yourself in a positive light, in a position of, of, of getting to know other people well and having them view you as being a good person and being competent. And, you know, maybe when the time comes they need a mortgage, they're going to think of you. Right. Right, right. And I, I know it's, it is difficult to measure that kind of a thing, you know, even though I'm a, a heavy measurer. Uh, <laughs> it is difficult to measure that, but you know what? It, it, feels, it feels good. It helps us, especially in this industry, when, when the reputation sometimes can be a little lackluster as a result of the credit crunch. And, you know, so it, it's something that we're doing that sets us apart from everybody else. So, well, listen, uh, do you have any parting thoughts for us on this topic? Uh, I think we covered it. I, my, okay. part, my parting thought is mortgage companies don't always get a great name. Make sure you're involved in your community and make us all look good. Oh, bingo. There you go. Okay, so last question. You know I'm an avid, avid reader, and I know you are too. What are you reading right now? Um, I'm actually about to start a book called Leadership and Self-Deception. Okay. Uh, and it's uh, a book that's... Um, uh, assigned as part of a coaching program I'm in, actually, and that's how I that's how I chose it. But I I really enjoy books on leadership and on helping me be a better leader. So I'm excited to get started on it. That's awesome. So let me get this straight. While I know the answer to this question, just so that everybody's listening, you're ranked 158 in the country. 53, and you, but that's not a big deal. You know what it was? <laughs> you know what it is? I was ranked 158, I think, a couple of years ago. So that's that number's in my mind. Nice. 153. Um, and you have a coach? Really? I do. It's amazing, isn't it? it, it well, right? If you want to get ahead, you have to understand where your shortfalls are, and you have to be smart enough to know what you don't know and where you need help. 
And if you can figure those things out, then it's time to seek some uh, professional help to help you get to the next level. So if you're sitting out there going, oh, I don't make enough money to a coach. Oh, I'm not good enough for a coach. Or, oh, I can't benefit from a coach. All I can tell you is you're wrong. You can as long as it's the right coach. So, um, But having somebody to help keep you accountable, having somebody to help you structure your goals and keep you on track, and also having somebody to help inspire you uh, are really great things that will help you t- help you go to the next level. And I can tell you that it more than pays for itself if you if you go about it correctly. That's awesome. Yeah, and I, I just wanted you to express that because I get asked that question all the time. You know, do do you have a coach when you're doing well? And the answer is, you have a coach when you're doing not well. You know, not as well. Exactly. Um, it, and especially as you're going through, you know, the different phases. I think you know, loan officers that um, one one part is needing a coach to get leads. The next one is how do I manage them. And the next layers are growing your team. And the next layers are, you know, having a life legacy that you're able to um, really, really enjoy this business. So, well, Craig, you know, I love you. So thank you very Thanks. much for, for coming on today. And we're going to have you back again. We're going to talk about production, you know, a little bit deeper. But um, I just wanted to take this quick opportunity to talk about this piece of what um, our business is all about. And um, I couldn't think of a better company or person to, to share that with. So I thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Jen. Okay, so listen, everybody, um, go to iTunes. Please be sure to write reviews so that I can continue to grow the podcast. And as always, reach out to me through LinkedIn or Facebook or um, my website so that if you have any questions or have any topics that you'd like to have discussed, I'm happy to bring them onto the podcast. That's what generated this particular topic right now. So I hope you all have a great and successful day and week, and we'll talk to you the next time. Thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a comment or rating. Get more free email updates, transcripts, selling and education resources, and Jen's upcoming speaking events. Just visit our website at kineticsparkconsulting.com.